Hello, everybody. How are you guys? Good to see you today. Let's see. Today is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017. Waiting for this to turn around here. Come on. We can do it. Wait for the Periscope audiences to come in. Hey, excuse me for that. Just getting myself adjusted. Coming back today, finishing up. Hey, how are you? Good to see everybody. It's Lori Haywood Mains. Uh, .com is the website. I am a Bible teacher as well as an author. I have published uh, It's Your Choice, uh, Laura Haywood on Amazon. It was in Barnes and Nobles. And also I have one that's being published uh, as we speak. It will be coming out this year. And our website uh, I have in front of us is lauriehaywood-mains.com. You can go on there if you want to um, communicate with us. You can fill out the prayer if you need prayer. There's a testimony. There's also um, requests if you want to have us come and speak at an event. We would love to do that. And um, I do broadcasts uh, several times a week. And I pull out every now and then, excuse me. Um, I pull out every now and then for um, study time when the Lord gives me a certain word then I got to I got to pull out and I got to study before I can present it uh, on the uh, broadcast so yesterday if you were with me I'm going to scoot back here if you were with me yesterday um, we went into a neat massive topic that is not really over it has just begun uh, and it's called the world's trinity uh, versus um, God's trinity. <clears throat> so what we were, what we were, um, what we were exposing. How's that? Uh, yesterday is that Satan has a trinity, and um, because he takes everything that God does and he perverts it, or another word would be he twists it. He takes the truth and he twists it with um, deception and lies. And um, I'm not going to go back into the, uh, the uh, topic yesterday, at, like in detail. I'm just going to kind of give you a backdrop. But what we were talking about is um, there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are... Um, they are the Trinity that uh, besides uh, them, there is no other. They are, or he is the one we go to for everything. And the lie is that Satan has built his own Trinity and it's called time, it's called man, and it's called money. And what Satan has done masterfully because he is a deceiver, this is who he is. He's good at it. Uh, he is uh, very wise. Uh, he's very evil, but he's very smart. And he can see us. He knows how we're made. He knows us as individuals. He has an organization. He has plans, plans to harm us. And um, he's going to do everything he can to avoid the believer from knowing who they are uh, as a son and daughter of God. And he's certainly going to avoid anyone hearing this broadcast today and seeing a glimpse into the kingdom of God for the first time and re 
receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and then he loses you, and therefore you will not go to the eternal lake of fire when this world's all said and done or your body's tired and leaves this earth because we will enter into the kingdom of heaven or the uh, eternal lake of fire, one or the other. And uh, so he, he, if he can't keep you from getting saved, which he can't because once you make a choice, I make a choice, we are out of his hands. And, but what he will do from there, he's not going to stop. Uh, the, the, what he fears the most, he really, I'm sure he doesn't care that people get saved because, you know, that's, this is a competition for him. He is trying to destroy everything that God loves. And what he loves the most is his man, the human being. So what Satan what one of Satan's, uh, what I guess what you would want to say is one of his worst nightmares is that after you get saved, you discover your authority you have over him. That's what he fears. He, and when I say that's what he fears, I'm not saying that loosely. He fears a believer, a Christian which could be you right now, boom, you receive Jesus. Now you automatically have authority over him, but you got to learn how to use it. That's what he's afraid of. Satan is the spirit of fear. So when I say he's afraid of you knowing who you are, the capacity you have and the authority you have over him and his kingdom, his evil dark kingdom and all his ranks that he has underneath him trying to destroy God's man and the people of this earth. He, that's what he fears. And he lives. He is torment. He is the spirit of fear. If anyone has ever had an anxiety attack, been, been afraid for your life, uh, been afraid for your life because you were, you were overdosing, being afraid for your life because you were going into surgery or you something terrible was spoken over you, fear for your life because maybe you were in a car accident, or fear for your life because someone was after you. These types of glimpses of fear uh, that can enter or hit our lives is very dark. Um, it's extreme, um, and that is what Satan lives with day and night because he is the spirit of fear. So when he gets near you or in you or manifests anything from the pit of hell towards you, you are experiencing an emotion, yes, but behind that emotion, literally, is that fear and that darkness that is there constantly. Satan doesn't get the chance to ever pull away because he has become the spirit of fear. So anytime, this is off topic, but I guess the Lord wanted me to go here. Um, anytime you feel that fear, then you, I can tell you that the presence of the enemy is near you or in you. Um, and we could go much, much deeper into that, and maybe I will another time. So 
my point is, is that when I say Satan fears you knowing that you have authority over him and you can actually move him out of your um, pathway, your journey through life, and, uh, and you can annihilate his plans that he has for you or your wife or your husband or your children or your home or your job or what have you. When, when you find out these things, then you are empowered. You are a son, you're a daughter, and you're using your authority that is yours. And that's what he fears. He doesn't want you to know that you have this type of authority. Then, on top of that, he doesn't want you to understand the Trinity. And we went into that yesterday. And please go back to yesterday's message, August 22nd, I guess, and listen to that. Because what he has done is he has counterfeited, counterfeit, counterfeited, probably not a word, but that's that's okay. You get the message that uh, God, uh, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the Trinity. And what he has, what he does is he counterfeits, counterfeits, he twists, he lies, he deceives. He doesn't want even the believer to know really how powerful and deep uh, the, 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 the wisdom that is in that so that you won't, you will not learn how to maneuver the Trinity and, and your life here on earth uh, for your life, for God, for your family, for the earth, for the people, what what have you. So he's counterfeited um, time, time in the earth. What is what is one of the most powerful things that is moving in our realm, and that is time. So what he's done is he's taking believers, Christians, everyone's eyes off of God which is everything we established yesterday that God is the creator of time. And if he's the creator of time, then he has all control. So what Satan and Satan is not a creator. He's a fallen angel. Angels don't create, they protect, they take orders. And so Satan has uh, put emphasis on time in this world. So time is now of the God of this world. And then, then, and please don't get offended because I, I'm not pointing you out and saying, this is what you do and I don't. No, I'm saying believers, meaning all of us and non-believers, obviously. But so what I'm saying is, is he has masterfully uh, put time above God. And then we go to God and we pray according to what? The world's time. So we look at time for everything. It is God of this world. It's the first trinity piece of uh, Satan's, um, if you will, uh, trinity. It's just the way the Holy Spirit educated me on it. So as believers, we go to the clock was oh we bow down to time yes time this it is time you tell me what i can and can't do and how long i can and can't do it and then we go to god for what have you so that he's masterfully 
been able to do that. Then number two, number two trick, number two twist of God's word, uh, what he has uh, counterfeit, he has put the um, mankind is the counterfeit for Jesus, the son of God. Now what he has done is he's saying, okay, non-Christian, okay, believer, now what you're going to do is instead of hearing the Father, seeing the Father, doing what the Father tells you to do, go where the Father tells you to go. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And then your ways will be prosperous. I have plans not to harm you. I have plans for you to succeed. And so what Satan has done is he has counterfeited that with, okay, Lori, mankind is who you're going to be afraid of and you're not going to do anything you're going to go to father second you're going to say say okay what is my boss going to do to me or what is somebody in my family going to do or what are they going to think about me or maybe they're going to laugh at me and maybe nobody will read my book or watch my movie or maybe they'll cut me down and tell me that I can't become that attorney or I can't go to the moon or become a movie producer or a singer or a dancer or a piano player or a trumpet player or an inventor of witty inventions. So I, I better make sure that, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I heard the father. I think I, I feel like I should be doing something, but what is a man going to do? So... There's the counterfeit for Jesus, the Son of God, because Jesus listened to what God said. He heard it, he saw it, and he was the doer of the word. He did whatever the Father told him to do, relying and trusting on Almighty God, the power of the Holy Spirit, and he did it anyway. Jesus never checked with anyone when he got an command from the commander-in-chief God he said yes sir and then he moved forward he didn't look in his purse to see if he had enough money he didn't look in his cupboards to see if he had enough bread and he didn't ask anybody's permission so Satan's counterfeit is man versus what God tells you to do like Jesus did we go to man first and make sure that we don't ripple the waters or make the waters, you know, troubled. We better keep calm. We better be not too bold, not too quiet, not too rich, not too poor, not too smart, not too dumb, not too ugly, not too fat. We better make sure that mankind embraces us before we do what God has told us to do. That's the second piece of Satan's trinity, fear of man. Then the third piece is Satan's trinity. The third piece is money. Money versus God's peace, which is the Holy Spirit. And, and Satan says, okay, uh, Lori, yep, you can go ahead and do this, this, and this, but you better go to your bank account. You better go see you know, how much everybody can loan you, or you better go find out, you know, you better not take that out of your bank account because, you know, so-and-so might go hungry or so-and-so might get mad. And so what he, what Satan has done is he has replaced um, money um, with um, the Holy Spirit for the, not only the unbelievers, but the believers. Again, I'm talking about 
all of us. This is not for condemnation. This is for education so that we can start, if you haven't already, turning to, to the Trinity for all of our needs. So what I'm saying is, is the third piece for Satan and his Trinity in the world is money because money moves things. And in the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit moves things. The Holy Spirit is the one that has the, not by might, not by money power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the water. The Holy Spirit moves those mountains. The Holy Spirit moves that sickness. He moves that disease. He moves that poverty. So, but Satan says, uh-uh-uh, you need power. Not, not the Trinity power. You don't need that. You need real power, money power, something that's going to move things for you. Because you can't do what you want to do, Lori, without this money. So when money walks in the room, you bow. Yes, money, I will do what you tell me to do. I will not do what I can't do because I don't have you in my bank account and I don't have you in my pocket. So all the while, all the while, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the power, are the movers. No lack. They control. God the Father is the inventor of time. We established yesterday that he can stop time and he can move time back. And he can, um, uh, what we're going to talk about today is accelerate time. And, and so, so what we're doing is we're exposing what Satan has around this globe called the world. And like I said yesterday, he's got a rope around this world like someone puts around the, the, uh, the head of a uh, of cattle, of a, of a cow, and, and leading everyone around by his rope called time, man, and money. Satan's dangerous game that he's playing. And I believe the Holy Spirit has shared this with me and it, I haven't heard anybody uh, teach this out there per se, like I'm delivering it. Maybe it's out there. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is the piece that I have been given by the Holy Spirit to share with you that God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the truth, are the power, are the healer, are the movers. And when you enter into the kingdom of God as a daughter and a son of God, and you find out who you are, who you are, you are a son and daughter of a king. Your words, your life, you, you have authority. And that's what Satan doesn't want the people to know. So what he's sharing with me to put out there is that as believers we must learn and train ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit excuse me to teach us and I mean really teach us this isn't going to come in a day this isn't going to come from a sweet prayer in the car going to work I do that all the time that isn't wrong 
but you're never going to conquer or move out of a box with those types of prayers because it takes seeking, it takes pressing, it takes sitting in somewhere and being quiet and listening. It takes training. And But my gosh, what you gain? <laughs> you gain the kingdom of God. You learn like a surgeon how to use your tools and, and navigate and maneuver your life and whatever is in your heart, the treasures that will start coming out uh, by the uh, revelation of the Holy Spirit and how to do it. And he's going to train you on his timepiece and how he will fund anything you need to do and how you grow in him. And then you don't have that world weight, dark, heavy pressure of trying to toil and work for God's vision in your life or toil and work for whatever is in you and whatever you're trying to do in this lifetime. You can accomplish a certain type of success without God in this world. That is, that is true, but you will never do it without pressure because the kingdom of God says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added unto you. So you're not out there accumulating things and storing it and then making payments on it every month and so forth and so on. These are the types of pressures that Satan wants to keep everyone in, especially the believer, so that you never get out of that box and start pressing the, uh, the, uh, the envelope and, and uh, breaking that barrier, that like the sound barrier barriers broke. Someone broke that sound barrier. Thank God for our people that push the ends of the envelope. Well, this is what the Lord, your Lord wants us to know, is that the more you saturate yourself with the Word of God, with the presence of God, and when you, when you get into that arena, then what you ask, he says, yes, ask, ask me, and I will give to you. But it, it doesn't work when you just have, you can, you can be saved and jump in your car and have your daily prayer on the way to work or on the way home to work, whatever. But that's not going to allow you to enter into this type of lifestyle as a son and daughter of God. You'll be saved, sure. But you're going to probably toil the rest of your Christian days here on earth. And he does, this is a new day and age. Well, it's really not a new day and age, but it is a season. It is a time where the Holy Spirit is moving through people and he is educating on the, that God is not only the time of, um, let me just read a couple of bullet points. He's not only the beginning of the time or time of life or the time of end times or um, stopping time or no time. He's not uh, only, only the God of that, but he is God of acceleration time. And, and um, so the reason why 
he wants uh, everyone to know this is, first of all, we, we exposed that Satan has a trinity. Time, excuse me, he has, he has a trinity. Time, man, and money. It's a lie. It is uh, deceiving. It, it'll kill you. It's weight. It's pressure. There's anxiety there. There's fear there. There's all kinds of stuff that go along with that. But the true Trinity is God, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so with that, when you move towards the things of God, when you pray and you worship, you stay in His Word, you read His Word, and when you do that, then you automatically start walking as a son and daughter of a king. And that then he starts showing you how to use your kingdom rights, your kingdom principles as a, an existing daughter or son of God. And um, so with that, um, we're going to cover briefly today um, that divine acceleration is where we are moving today as a body of Christ. And wherever I'm going, I'm hearing uh, acceleration. Well, whenever there's a move of God, it's usually coming from many parts of the body of Christ. And one of his, uh, if you will, movements or revelations or, you know, stepping up a notch of divine acceleration is, what is divine acceleration? Well, it's an acceleration of supernatural ability uh, that God applies to your life. And um, he applies it to your ministry. He applies it to your job, to your kids, to your home, to what have you, and, and, and to, your, to your future. And, and, and he accelerates your time. Well, of course he can accelerate time. And don't we love it? Because what that means is, um, well, let's just talk about this. Um, Elijah uh, experienced um, uh, a, a supernatural acceleration in um, Kings. Elijah, um, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but he, uh, he moved quicker than, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was in a chariot. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, Elijah outran a chariot, and I think it was carrying the king. And um, so God accelerated his footsteps. It, it was a supernatural uh, acceleration. And um, when, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that one. So what when it feels like you've been stuck, we're going to cover that real quick. Moses. Okay, Moses experienced acceleration. What happened to Moses was he ended up out in the wilderness for, I believe, uh, 40 years. And uh, he did something wrong in Egypt. He took off, and he kind of hid from God for about 40 years. I mean, he wasn't really hiding, but he wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing anything or asking God for uh, any strategies. But uh, God uh, woke him up, 
and uh, I believe he was 80 years old, and God sent him back into Egypt, and he uh, ended up um, letting, uh, I believe, Israel go after a 400-year uh, bondage period. And so what he did through Moses was, um, Moses lost that 40 years as far as uh, really walking with God and all the things that he could have done, but what he did was he accelerated it when he got a hold of him, and he took what would have probably taken 40 years, he, he, he took care of it in a very short amount of time. So there's there's another experience of what time can do. Um, and also David experienced some acceleration. Joseph experienced some acceleration. So um, then what we have is um, we have time where um, when Satan has torn us apart through some type of battle, uh, such as the locusts have eaten um, the years of all my life or whatever I have built, then God will come back and he will um, bring back the fruit of your land where the locusts cannot destroy it. He will redeem that. He will come back and, and, and not only will he... Um, not only will he redeem it, but he'll give you more like he did Job. Um, Job lost everything. And then what ended up happening is, is he, he, he received more back in the end. So God will, uh, what, the, what the locusts have uh, been eating, he will redeem it. He will bring back more. Okay, and that's, that's a word right now for people who have lost people and loved ones from, uh, to death. And it's brought hardship into your life. Uh, people that have um, gotten into drug addictions and it's it's taken away years off of your life. Uh, people that have maybe been in jail and uh, now you're, you're, you're coming out and you want a new life, but you're like, what's it matter? I've lost all those years. No, no, no. God will redeem your days. He will give you back more. He is the God, the healer. He wants you to come so that he can restore what the locusts have eaten from you. He's in, he will accelerate everything for you, but you have to ask him to come into your life and you have to have a relationship with him so that he can do this for you. When you're outside of that covenant, you are saying, I don't want anything to do with you. And he, God is a God of love. He is not going to push anything on you. He's waiting for you just to say, come into my heart, Jesus. I want a better life. And I promise you, he will restore everything that has been stolen from you through drugs, through death, through alcohol, through loss, through job, through people doing you wrong. He is the God of acceleration. And he will accelerate your life. And then people who have hesitated to, to not answer the call of the Lord, like I told you with um, Moses. But then there's Jonah. Uh, Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh and do something God told him to do. And Jonah did not. And Jonah was swallowed by the whale. And um, Jonah uh, finally broke down and said, I repent. Yes, I'll do it. God spit him out of the whale's mouth on the beach and he took off he did what god told him to do so even when you have said no to god for whatever he's told you to do he is the god that will again restore 
and he will give you back more. Why would he do that, you say? Because God is love, and love doesn't know how to not give. Love gives. But love has faith buttons, meaning love responds to the ones who want it. He's trying to love people, but they don't want it. And he's not going to force it on you. But once you come into the kingdom of God and you say, I want to know how the kingdom of God works. I want to know the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I don't want to live this time, this man, and this money piece here in the earth. And I want to know the God of acceleration. And when you've been held back by other people that have kept you out uh, God forbid, maybe you're out there listening to me and your family were sat satanic worshipers and you were brought up in sexual abuse, physical abuse, starvation, brainwash, manipulation. God forbid, God forbid that hurts the Lord, it hurts me. And if you're out there, I just pray for you right now in Jesus' name. Just reach your hand out to me. And I release and restore your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your soul. Holy Spirit, move into these people. Move and love and heal and deliver these people. Let them know who you are, Jesus. They were victims. They were victims. And I call them out right now for the kingdom of God as sons and daughters of God in Jesus' name. And so for the people that have lost years because of other people's choices, then I too want to let you know that God is a, a redeemer of your life. And he, what people meant to do harm to you, God will turn it around. He will turn it around. It is not difficult for Almighty God to take you right where you are in that darkness, in that mess, in that loss, in that hurt, in that devastation, and whatever. I don't care if you've been this way for 30 years. Once you say with your mouth and your heart, it's over. I want a new life. I want Jesus. Boom. Again, he is the God who created time. He created time. He can stop time. He moved time back. He can move time forward. He can accelerate your life. And not only can he, again, he will. That is the God we serve. And that is why we are excited to be where we, we are at. And Jesus, when he was um, in John 6, uh, when the uh, disciples were in the boat going across the sea, I'm just going to read this real briefly. It's a couple lines. John 6. Um, what I want to share with you is that um, John 6.21 says that in, in, in a moment, um, the boat reached the shore at the point to which they were going. So what happened was the disciples were going across the sea, and they did not have Jesus in the boat. And... Um, Jesus came walking on the water during a storm and it scared them. And they were like, you know, who are you? And he said, don't be afraid. It's me. And as soon as he got in the boat, 
it says in every translation that that boat was immediately on the shoreline. Immediately. Now, they'd only gone, it says in the word, like three, four miles out. I think it was a little bigger than that. So that's acceleration of time. See? So what I'm trying to share with you is that you don't, we are human beings. We are not like Job. We, we don't look at God and say, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do anything with my life? I have been in jail, or I've been in drugs, or I've been in affairs, or I'm too poor, or I'm too dumb. I'm not educated enough. I don't have this. I don't have that. You, what, what you're doing is you're contacting the creator of the universe. He's an eternal being. And you're questioning, uh, you know, in perspective, we are like a grain of sand on a massive beach when God looks down, if you will. Okay. So do you think a grain of sand is looking up and questioning the creator? No, we must stop trying to mentally uh, ascend to the word of God and who God is. How we learn about his greatness is through his word. You read his word, you pray, and you worship, and his word is alive. His word is not dead. His word is not ink and print on pages. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit starts revealing the word, it's alive. It's rhema word. It's meant for every second of every day of your life, your kid's life, your mama's life, your nation, the world, the eternity, everything. So really, we're questioning how God is going to do something with our life. Do you think he might be able to afford something? Of course he can. So what is our job as believers? It's simple. It's so simple. I tell. I used to tell my kids, they're 30 now. I used to tell my kids, you know, when you learn to drive, it's so simple, it's, it's dangerous. Because it, it, it is so simple. Well, having a relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is so simple. It's not dangerous, but it's just so simple. And he's not looking for you to try to impress him. He, he, it's way beyond that. He already loves you. He already sent Jesus here for everybody that was not saved. Okay? There was no one that was saved. Everybody was a sinner. He sent his only son in real life just for you and me. Okay? So we don't have to try to impress him. He already loves you. So how you learn how to maneuver through the kingdom of God as a son and daughter of God and get power, power, power. Who doesn't want power? We all do because we are created to have it. Aren't you tired of being pushed around? Are you tired of the devil pushing your money around, your kids around, your life around? I know I, I am. I, I'm intolerant to this because I know I don't want to leave this earth and, and, and look back and see how much I didn't have 
because of my mental brain. That is sad. So it's so simple. You take your Bible, not religiously. Do not be one of these people where you just read a scripture in the morning or once a week or you turn on the radio or TV to hear something about God. That is not going to get you anywhere. Yes, you can get saved and live like that. But again, you're not going to have an authority. You're not going to have any power. You're not going to have any influence or dominance like you know you want. So the simplicity is you read your word. You put on some music that you like that will allow you to worship. There's praise times. You can get into that. But when you want to get to know the Father and hear his thoughts, then we're talking um, worship. Put some worship music on. Read your word. And then when you read your word and you worship, then when you pray, you're already in his um, ear. You're, you're there. That's how simple it is. Really. That's it. He just wants a relationship with you. Just like your husband and wife wants a relationship with you. Just like your kids want a relationship. For Pete's sake, just like your dog wants to have a relationship with you. What's that take? You got to be right there in front of them. Well, that's what God wants. He wants you to be right there in front of them. Yeah, he'll take the the, the, the thoughts and what, throughout your day. That's good. But you know what? I can't have a relationship with my husband that's going to do anything if I just uh, drive around and back and forth to work and think about him. I can be thinking really, really, really good thoughts about him. But you know what? He doesn't, it's not doing anything for us. <laughs> I got to be in his presence. I got to be around him. I've got to, I got to show him, I want him in my life by being in front of him, by giving him my attention, giving him my ears, giving him my eyes, giving him my heart, right? It's simple. God is a person. And he loves you. And all he wants is your eyes, your ears, your words, your heart, your body. He wants your attention. And when you're driving your car to work, you're not really giving him all your attention. It's not bad. It's not bad. But that's not the type of lifestyle that is going to open up the Trinity and your authority in this earth. And then nail that devil and tell them to get off your finances, get off your kids, get out of your house, get out of your city, out of your nation, in Jesus' name. <laughs> All right, you guys, the timer went off. Thank you so much for being with me today. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, if you'd like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, please just pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes, lift your hands up. Father God, I ask Jesus to come into my heart. I repent, forgive me of my sins, come into my life, do something with my life, Lord, heal my body. I give it all to you, Lord. Do something with my life, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've said that prayer, you can reach out to lauriehaywood-mains.com on the request, the praise uh, testimony or the prayer. Let us know if you wanna know where to go, what kind of church. Uh, get into a born-again, spirit-filled, good church. Let someone know if you're not going to let me know that you have received the Lord. This is the best day for the rest of your life. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'll talk to you soon.